Hi campers, welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hello. Thank you for joining us. We're going to tell you about weird things in history. Yeah, baby. You know it. You love it. It's immature history. Yep. I'm going to kick us off. Yeah. Um, okay. This got? is, so this is one that I debated saving for many, many museums for Patreon, but uh-huh. for no real reason, I just decided to do it now. Um, but this is the Wikipedia article for the moon museum. <laughs> okay, cool. It's so cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> moon museum is a small ceramic wafer three quarters by one half inch in size containing artworks by six prominent artists from the late 1960s. The artists with works, (laughs) it's so cool. The artists with works in the uh, quote unquote museum are Robert Rauschenberg, David Navros, John Chamberlain, Kleiss Oldenburg, Forrest Myers, and Andy Warhol. Oh, this wafer was supposedly covertly attached to a leg of the lunar module Intrepid and subsequently left on the moon during Apollo 12. Oh my God. Moon Museum is considered the first space art object. Isn't that so cool? That is so awesome. I love it. While it is impossible to tell if Moon Museum is on the moon without sending another mission to look, which I think they should, um, technicians have admitted to placing personal effects onto the Apollo landers hidden in the layers of gold blankets that wrapped parts of the spacecraft which remained on the moon after the astronauts departed. Mm. Um, Okay. So then the history. Yeah. The concept for moon museum was brainstormed by sculptor forest frosty Myers. He stated Uh that quote, my idea was to get six great artists together and make a tiny little museum that would be on the moon. Myers attempted several times to get his project sanctioned by NASA. He claims that the agency gave him the runaround and Meyer states, quote, they never said no. I just could not get them to say anything, which we love. We love forgiveness (laughs) over permission. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of going through the official channels, he was forced to take the back route and try to smuggle it on board. Oh my gosh. Um. Myers contacted Experiments in Art and Technology, which is EAT for short, mm-hmm. a nonprofit that was linking artists with engineers to create new works. Through EAT, Myers was introduced to some scientists from Bell Laboratories, specifically Fred Waldhauer. Using techniques normally used to produce telephone circuits, circuits the scientists etched the drawings Myers had gathered onto small ceramic wafers. Either 16 or 20 of these wafers were created, with one going on the Apollo 12 lunar lander and the rest, copies of the original, handed out to the artists and others involved in the project. When NASA dithered whether the wafer would be allowed onto the module, Waldhauer devised another plan. Waldhauer knew a Grumman aircraft engineer who was working on the Apollo 12 lander module, that's lucky, And he Mm -hmm. he proved willing to place the wafer on it. 
Myers asked Waldhauer how he would know if the art actually made it onto the lander and was told that the Grumman engineer would send Myers a telegram when the wafer was in place. At 3.35 p.m. on November 12, 1969, less than two days before Apollo 12 took off, Myers received a telegram at his house from Cape Canaveral, Florida, stating, you're on, A-OK, all systems go, and signed, John F. Telegrams are insane to me, and it's crazy that they're so recent, too. Yeah, it feels like they happened so long ago. I know. Yeah. I just, like... I feel like it was like, yeah, it's crazy that like, that was my parents' lifetime that this happened. Yeah. And like, I can't be bothered to learn how they work. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I can't even be bothered to send a real letter. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Okay. Now the artworks. There are six artworks located on the ceramic tile, each one in black and white. Starting at the top left is a drawing of a penis by Andy Warhol. So good. Classic. I mean, love you. And <laughs> quote, he was being the terrible bad boy, said Forrest Myers <laughs> in the interview. Warhol's work is covered by a thumb in the image often associated with Moon Museum. Um, that was the one that was like printed in the New York Times. <laughs> um <laughs> god forbid they show a really terribly drawn penis it's so pointy um i'm looking at it right now it is very pointy it's very abstract yeah it could also be like you know pinocchio could be could a profile be. of pinocchio. <laughs> um <laughs> but other images with the drawing visible can be found Next is a single line by Robert Rauschenberg. To its right is a black square with thin white lines intersecting, resembling a piece of circuitry by David Navros. Below it is John Chamberlain's contribution, a template pattern which also resembles circuitry. In the lower middle, (laughs) I would never have guessed that this is what this is. In the lower middle is a geometric variation on Mickey Mouse by Kleiss Oldenburg. (laughs) just is that what that's supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) um a popular motif for the artist at that time uh forrest myers created the work in the lower left a computer generated drawing both john chamberlain and clace odenberg have confirmed through representatives that they contributed drawings to moon museum um and that's moon museum Wow. I love it so much. I, what a cute little thing too. It's It's so so tiny. It's so small. I love it. Um, Okay. I'm going to read an Atlas Obscura article. Okay. Again, I'm just really on a kick. I just love them. Love you, Atlas Obscura. Love Love you, you, Ayo. Ayo. (laughs) Ayo. Uh, and this is called Audubon made up at least 28 fake species to prank a rival. Ooh. Here we go. Pranks are meant to be discovered. What's the point in fooling someone if they never notice they've been fooled? But one, <laughs> this is very Winston Bishop, just this <laughs> whole article. Way but, too small, Bishop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But one 19th century prank sprung by John James Audubon on 
uh, on another naturalist was so extensive and so well executed that its full scope is only now coming to light. Oh my God. (laughs) The prank began when the French naturalist Constantine Raffinesque sought out Audubon on a journey down the Ohio River in 1818. Audubon was years away from publishing The Birds of America, but even then he was known among colleagues for his ornithological drawings. Raffinesque was on the hunt for new species, plants in particular, and he imagined that Audubon might have unwittingly included some unnamed specimens in his sketches. Uh, Raffinesque was an extremely enthusiastic namer of species. During his career as a naturalist, he named 2,700 plant genera. Genera, like is that I like assume that's similar to like genus genus species? oh okay um and 6700 species approximately he was self-taught and the letter of introduction he handed to audubon described him as quote an odd fish <laughs> when they met <laughs> it was such a great way to describe yourself yeah um <laughs> When they met, Audubon noted Raffinesque was wearing a, quote, long, loose coat stained all over with the juice of plants, a waistcoat with enormous pockets, and a very long beard. Man, that description was just, like, so overly sexual. Yeah. Enormous the juice. We didn't pockets. need to know about the, yeah. A very long beard. <laughs> Yeah, with juice all over everything. (laughs) It's too much. Stop with the juice. Yeah. Raffinesque was not known for his social graces. As John Jeremiah Sullivan writes, Audubon is the only person on record as actually liking him. Yikes. (laughs) So rude. During their visit, though, Audubon fed Raffinesque descriptions of American creatures, including 11 species of fish that never really existed. Raffinesque duly jotted them down in his notebook and later proffered these descriptions as evidence of new species. (laughs) For 50 50 or so years, these 11 fish remained in the scientific record as real species, despite their very unusual features, including bulletproof scales. Stop. (laughs) Bulletproof scales. (laughs) By the 1870s, the truth about the fish had been discovered, but the fish were only part of Audubon's prank. In a new paper in the Archives of Natural History, Neil Woodman, a curator at Smithsonian's Natural History Museum, details its fuller extent. Audubon also fabricated at least two birds, a trivalved brachiopod, three snails, two plants, and nine wild rats, all of which Raffinesque accepted as real. (laughs) The self-educated part really came back to bite him. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't self-educate himself with street smarts, apparently. No, yeah. Um, Woodman has been systematically checking through Raffinesque's work in mammalogy. 
A mammalogist himself, he first started wondering about Raffinesque's accuracy when he found that a shrew Raffinesque had identified was, in fact, a jumping mouse. One of Woodman's long-term goals is to try to identify the actual species Raffinesque was describing. When he figured out that Raffinesque had also been naming mammals based on his time with Audubon, he started worrying. (laughs) In his field journals from that period, Raffinesque describes 10 wild rats. They included a big-eyed jumping mouse, not real, A lion, (laughs) a lion tail jumping mouse, also not real. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There there are images, by the way, of all I'm crying. A three striped mole rat. You get the idea is the caption. Yeah, 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 yeah. A black eared shrew. uh, Feels realistic. Yeah, they're not too. And this is the fun part, you know obviously these lies are kind of half truths right because they kind of exist already yeah they could be realistic yeah um and a brindled stemiter i've never heard of that animal don't know i think it's i think it's made up so (laughs) okay good 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 (laughs) and it has cheek pouches on the outside of its face (laughs) just little jeans pockets (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> huge pockets. Yeah. They call this Enormous. the Levi, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. master. In the descriptions Audubon gave to Raffinesque, some of these animals had very odd features. The three-striped mole rat was attributed to a genus that had no business being in North America. The white stripe lemming carried its young on its back, despite having teats on its chest. The the brindled stomiter had its cheek pouches, usually an interior feature on the outside. Uh, Raffinesque did worry a little bit about the information Audubon was giving him. So that's good. At least least he was (laughs) like worrying. I should look into this. Yeah, but I should. But. Google's not a thing yet, so yeah. Um, Woodman, uh, oh, so he Raffinesque did worry Woodman reports, but only about the accuracy of small details. He never seemed to suspect that the species might not exist at all. He trusted Uh, him, yeah. What a sweet, sweetheart. At this point in taxonomic history, no one's relying on Raffinesque's identifications for real information. Thank God. The point of uncovering the prank, says Woodman, is that credit should go where credit is due. Quote, people have blamed Raffinesque for making species up himself, he says. They Mm -hmm. refer to Raffinesque's fertile imagination, but it was Audubon's imagination they should have been crediting all along. Well, I feel like like credit is one thing, but also being like not, you know, thinking this guy is as much of a fucking idiot. I feel like that it's like damage control, you know? Yeah. This poor guy. He just like can't even keep his dignity in death. Yeah. Now we're realizing he is just a fool. Just a fool. That's so good. What a great prank. So good. So good. Campers. We hope you loved 
this episode. We love a good prank. Um, oh yeah. You know, we love a good, um, kind of a prank in the first one too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just pranking planet earth oh, by putting prank. a museum covertly onto the moon. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. There are themes to these. Yes. Obviously we're putting we can- in a lot of work. We can too. always connect the dots and campers. We, we hope you enjoy and we appreciate you and we'll see you next time. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.